From New Dog Media and Phoenix Fifth, it's the Settle Smarter Podcast. When we have an emotion or an experience that we don't want to have, but it's there and we resist it, it makes it impossible to change, impossible to move forward, and impossible to choose a wise course of action that will serve us in the long run. If you ever feel like a hamster inside of a wheel running a sprint inside of a marathon while balancing on top of a teeter-totter, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Settle Smarter with me, Dana Look Arimoto. Hi, friends. Producer Paul here. Today's podcast guest is Sky Nelson Isaacs thought leader, physics educator, founder of the Synchronicity Institute, and author of Living in Flow, The Science of Synchronicity, and How Your Choices Shape Your World. I'm going to get us started today with a quick primer on a couple of terms you'll be hearing a lot in Dana's interview with Sky. Synchronicity. Synchronicity was first introduced by analytical psychologist Carl Jung and holds that events are meaningful coincidences if they occur with no relationship yet seem to be meaningfully related. Also, you'll be hearing Sky use the term flow. Flow in positive psychology or a flow state, also known as being in the zone, is when a person performing an activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus, full involvement, and enjoyment in the process of the activity. In essence, flow is characterized by the complete absorption in what one does and a resulting transformation in one's sense of time. Let's try it for ourselves. Check out today's interview with Dana Look Aramoto and Sky Nelson Isaacs. Welcome, everyone. Today's guest is someone I cannot wait to talk to, especially at this time in our world. And he is a founder, a physicist, a speaker, an educator, and a musical artist. If he doesn't have enough things going for him, I think we'll add one or two more by the end of today's podcast because he has so much amazing information to share and lessons about living in flow. So we're going to start right there. Welcome, Sky. Thank you, Dana. It's great to be here on your show. Uh, so good to have you. So let's start with living in flow. What does that mean and what was behind that? Well, I want to be quicker at being able to see where life is leading me. I've spent a lot of time in my life recovering from choices that I thought were the right choice in the moment. And then I just look back and go, God, that was the wrong direction. And what, what could I have noticed in the moment to be able to make a different decision, to see where that was really leading? So I really started to explore this. And with my background in physics, I was interested in this concept of synchronicity. How does that one person make a comment at just that right time in the meeting that you you should have paid attention to? (laughs) It was your lifeline and you didn't pay attention to it. And I started seeing that when I paid attention, all of these clues came at the right time for me if I paid attention. So how do I learn how to pay attention? How do I sort out the wheat from the chaff and know what's relevant and what's not. And a lot of the time in my business life, I've ignored more information than I should have and not seen what was happening in, in, right in front of me. So I've developed uh, some tools and techniques to help be on the leading edge of change in order to recognize these disruptive moments in, in my day and be able to adapt and accommodate them and come out on the other side feeling uh, not only more whole as an individual, more authentic, but also be in alignment with the people that I'm with. 
you know a thing or two apparently about string theory. So I'm wondering if you can simplify that for everyone who's listening and talk about how that might apply to the context you just set up in everyday life, including in a business meeting. <laughs> well, you know, strings, you try and follow the thread of meaning in your life. And that, that's really what synchronicity is all about. But string theory doesn't directly, I, I don't use it to directly apply to um, my work and to to the choices that we have to make. But string theory is a way of trying to understand space and time. And I studied it in order to understand what are the current models of how we think of space and time. And if you think about your day at work, it's all about things happening in space and time. The timing of the meeting that you have, the timing of the information coming from your client and how it matches with the information coming from your development team. The, how things weave together in an average day is all about space and time. And so the question that came to me is, in physics, we usually just talk about events happening in, in life, in the world, randomly. And I started to wonder, is there some meaningful thread that ties it all together in these synchronistic experiences that we can start paying attention to? So I added, you know, physics is generally about four things, matter, energy, space, and time. And I think that there's this other piece, which, well, and there's this thing called information, which people are studying, and it's related to string theory and quantum field theory. And then, and I think really another way of looking at information is meaning. So I think we need to add into physics, what is the meaning or the, and, and in some objective sense, where is this situation leading right now? And how can I get on the leading edge of that and be in flow with it rather than in conflict with it? And you talk about choices, shaping our world. And right now in this time of uncertainty, fear and doubt, it's really hard to settle smart, let alone smarter. And the world is actually impacting our ability or our perceived ability to make choice. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, one of the great hopes I have is that we've got these really intractable problems globally, whether it's political or social and yet all of these problems, I think, tie into individual human choice. When you have a leader who's in a decision-making meeting who can't separate their own offendedness or sense of um, defensiveness from what's going on in the room with them. It makes it very difficult to make progress. So flow is about how do we get into alignment with other people and with what's going on in the world so that we're not just pushing our own agenda and our own ego. But the way that we do that, and this is what I do in my coaching, which I call synchronicity mentoring, and in my course, the Living in Flow course, which is a video course, is provide tools to help you see the ways that you're resisting where life is leading you. When we have an emotion or an experience that we don't want to have, but it's there, and we resist it, it makes it impossible to change, impossible to move forward, and impossible to choose a, a wise course of action that will serve us in the long run. So I help people understand and see for themselves what, what it is that's stopping them right now from taking the, the right action that they want to take and finding that next step. Is there a way to get ahead of this, which you mentioned earlier in the opening of the show, where you're aware you need to get ahead of it? You said you had your own realization. How would you prescribe that for others that maybe aren't even aware yet, but they know something's not working? Well, like I'll, I'll tell you a story about when I was working for a company for about six years, and I, I, I wanted to do more of this research I'm doing now, and I wanted to be an author, and I wanted to teach this kind of 
you know, how do you make better choices in life and, and understand that for myself. And yet I didn't have to, because I didn't have to leave my job because I was working not too much that I couldn't kind of do both. And I didn't have any like actual conflicts. So I thought to myself, well, I don't have to make a change now. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Well, a week later, I was given a promotion. And suddenly I found myself as a project manager trying to figure out uh, much bigger problems and having more responsibility. And so I've, I was in that role for about 12 months. And at the end of 12 months, I had, I had no time for any of the other stuff I was doing. My business wasn't happening. And I realized that was a call to say, look, okay, if, if you're not sure what you want to do with life, I'm going to give you this other thing. And you're going to do that fully and see what you think. And having done that, um, it was, you know, my, my sense of vitality was taken down because I wasn't satisfying what I wanted to do in my life in my career. So it brought me back around in full circle to say, okay, I'm going to leave this job. I'm going to go back to school. I got a master's degree. And then I, I went into this other path and wrote this, wrote the book I wrote living in flow. And so being, being redirected into one thing, what it actually wasn't the direction I was quote unquote supposed to go, but it allowed me to see more clearly where I wanted to go. Many people actually suffer from this very thing that you're talking about, which is not exactly knowing what they want until they know what they don't want. (laughs) So let's try to help them a little bit further unpack this, which is kind of a coaching term. Let's unpack what people need to do, maybe first things first, in order to figure out how to get more in flow, even when they're right now, for example, on top of each other and stuck at home and really constrained. What kinds of ideas or tools or tips do you have for them to get in flow right now? Well, the first and most important piece of this, I think, is to look or listen to your life. Look at what's happening to you right now listen to what's happening to you right now. So often I, I've got this vision in my head of how I want things to go that I don't see the little stepping stones that are presenting themselves to me. You know, I think I want to be more successful at work and these arguments keep happening at home that are just getting in the way. But when I really dive into, okay, what's going on at home? How do I show up differently at home? How do I listen to the people that are giving me feedback at home? I find that I learn something about myself, which changes my work experience. So what, what the model that I work with says is that when we make a choice in the world, we take action, it sets a target in the future. And it, that target essentially lays out a path for us, sort of reaches back and gives us synchronicities, gives us opportunities to move towards that target. What we can trust from that experience is that whatever's in front of us is the thing that's leading us to the targets we're aiming for. So there's really two things to do. One, make sure you're aiming for the right targets. Be clear in yourself about what you're, what you're feeling and why you're doing it. And then be humble about what's actually available to you and do that thing. Let's go back to your mention about vitality. And I call that well-being as one of the five key facets of life where we need to make conscious trade-offs. And many times we're making them unconsciously or involuntarily. And what you're suggesting is so powerful because it actually means that you're actually making the choice, not letting it simply happen to you and then reacting. This is really about getting ahead of things. So you mentioned your own vitality. What would you say to people that right now are really struggling to put themselves first when it feels more natural to put everybody else first, their family, their friends, their community, their kids, their spouse, their coworker, their boss, what would you say to that? I think that the most powerful thing we can do and what we're being called to do on the planet right now 
is to feel. We're being asked to deal with and process ever greater levels of emotion without, again, without jumping down other people's throats, without causing bigger problems. You know, how much can I tolerate without making it somebody else's problem? So the way that I've found my path is by finding all sorts of paths that don't work and then being willing to feel that pain, to feel, oh yeah, that really, really hurts that I didn't do what I wanted to do there. So the next time, because I've actually felt that and I've let myself not push it away, now the next time that choice comes up, I have a different inner experience and I know I'm unwilling to make that mistake again. You just brought up such a perfect point and I just want to ask you fact or fiction. Is avoidance a strategy? <laughs> um, everything is a strategy, but it's what, what kind of strategy is it for? What are you achieving with avoidance? We can put off the reality of what we feel and then we'll have certain consequences from it. But if we want to accelerate our progress forward, dealing with what you're actually feeling is the way back into flow. So would you say it was fiction? Yeah, that was fiction. <laughs> so I also want to really resonate with you on another thing you said that's so important for people to really realize, really get it. There is so much power in choice. So the perception that you have a choice might be missing. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's, that's a big message I try and convey. Every choice we make has an impact. In, in the world of synchronicity, everything you do is putting, I look at it like an apple tree. It's placing apples on certain branches and making you move sort of in that direction. So you don't see those apples right away and you don't see the impact of your choices right away. But over time, the more you act towards a certain goal, the more opportunities you'll get out of the blue in that direction. So it becomes important to recognize that everything we do is a choice. What you decide to eat for dinner is, is a choice that impacts your, your health down the road in certain ways and, and opportunities that come your way. And then some choices are more important than others. Then you can start to categorize and say, well, it's actually really important to figure out this one choice because it's going to lead me towards a totally different career than this other choice versus you know, another choice might be very simple that just doesn't have that big of an impact. But ultimately, taking responsibility for how our choices are influencing the possibilities that are actually come presenting themselves to us, I think is really empowering. It's empowering and it's enlightening. So I don't always share this, but on the wall of my office, I have Einstein and Marilyn Monroe hanging because Einstein for science, of course, and Marilyn Monroe for art. It is a blend of art and science that seems to resonate with your work. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, so I'm a musician and I've, I, I, I've been advised to put it down many times, but I've been doing it since I was about five, so I can't stop. I love it. It's part of me. And I have an album that just came out called Stand For Me. And it, my music is all about the same kinds of things that I teach about in my courses. When life is broke, it's promise. And tears have stained your face. When hopefulness has scattered Worry takes its place. About you know, the, the authentic experience of what it means to be alive, what it means to really feel being alive, and to then move through things and, and, and create change. So let's play some more rounds of fact versus fiction, and then <laughs> we're going to wrap up this incredible discussion with your 
one of your favorite quotes. So fact versus fiction, you mentioned something about aim earlier. And one of the things I talk to clients about a lot is if they're in ready, fire, aim mode, (laughs) it's a good or bad thing. Is that a fact or fiction that it's a good thing? Fiction. (laughs) Yeah, it's always bad. Although some of them want to debate it, I'm sure you can imagine. And you know who you are if you're listening. I want to be more spontaneous. I hesitate sometimes at key moments when I could get out there and join the fray. But ultimately, everything we're doing is aiming for something. That's the message of my work. Everything we're doing is aiming for something. So the more you can identify, what am I feeling when I'm doing this? And is it what I want to be creating? Because I'm going to start getting opportunities that align with this thing. Um, if, I'm, if I'm wanting to build to double the size of my business this year, but I'm doing it because I want to impress somebody, then what I'm really going to be doing, every action I take is building the chance to impress that person. And I might not successfully build a business that nurtures my clients, and that can create problems down the road when in the end, I haven't created what I thought I was creating. So the more we can recognize that we're always creating something and where is that coming from? What's the motivation in us? Then, we're, then our aim is true. And just listen to the way Sky connects the whole flow of this, not to be punny, but it <laughs> is in flow what you just said. There is sort of this, you know, ebb and flow to everything. So that's a good uh, fact versus fiction segue. If I don't have control, I still have choice. Fact or fiction? Yes. I think Viktor Frankl in in the book, Man's Search for Meaning, or about humankind's ability to choose, he says something about uh, no matter what is taken away from us, we always have the, the choice of how we approach our attitude. And that is what we have. We have the ability to choose. And this is me speaking now. When we make choices and we take seriously our ability to choose, we are empowered no matter where we are, no matter what circumstances we are constrained by. And I think synchronicity shows up little by little to lead us from where we are to where we want to be if we're in that kind of alignment. And one more before we go to your quote, please. If I am stuck and I'm listening to this podcast and I listen to what you're saying and I love what you're saying However, I'm still feeling super stuck. Just taking the first step will start to bring me towards synchronicity. Fact or fiction? Absolutely. Yes, fact. Look, act, and look again. So please, listeners, if you haven't already during this podcast, write down what your next first step is. That would probably make Sky and myself pretty happy. Yeah. You know, let me give you the Lorax process. There's six steps. Listen to life. Open your mind. Don't push it away, whatever the thing is that's happening. Reflect on it. Spend some time connecting the dots. And then release whatever attachments you you have, whatever attachments to a a way of thinking or to what you thought was going to be your life, you know, open to what's actually happening, let it go. And then from there you can act and then you're in alignment with what's actually happening in your life and the the choice you make will be, um, give you some forward motion. And X means don't give up, repeat the process every time. So repeat the process every time. This is really helpful for people that are struggling right now. And as a humanity, depending on the moment on any given day, we're all struggling right now. Even those of us that say we're not, I I call fiction. (laughs) Right. And I think within the, the model of flow and synchronicity, 
it's about struggle. It's, it's when you're actually in flow, you're not struggling with the moment, but you're, you're definitely not secure. You don't know what's happening next. And being comfortable with that is part of flow. So to get in flow, we've had some great advice today. It's very actionable and practical, including some really cool big picture thinking as well as ways to apply it. We're going to close today's show with Sky's quote that he's chosen to share. Go ahead, Sky. This is from author Joseph Jaworski, who's a business consultant and uh, thought leader. He wrote a book uh, about synchronicity in business, and he writes, if individuals and organizations operate from the generative orientation, from possibility rather than resignation, we can create the future into which we are living, as opposed to merely reacting to it when we get there. Mr. Jaworski wrote the foreword to my book. My book is available at North Atlantic Books website or any other online bookstore. And of course, you can get it through your local bookstore. You can, you can order it online through your local bookstore and they'll ship it to you. And my course is the Living in Flow course. It's an online video course, which provides actionable techniques and tools to get you into flow and, and out of resignation. And I do coaching and consulting. I call it synchronicity and flow mentorship. This has been such an uplifting show. Despite the times around us, there's always choice. Thank you for reminding us of that. And when it comes to possibility versus resignation, That is an approach towards settling smarter and continuing to get after and go after what it is that you really want. Because of you. And the path that I am walking is one. Settle Smarter is produced by New Dog Media in association with Phoenix Fifth, who are solely responsible for the content. Check the show notes for links to our website, SettleSmarter.com. To find Dana Look Aramoto's latest book, take the quiz, read more about today's guest, and to contact us with your response to the show or any questions or comments. And don't forget to subscribe to the Settle Smarter podcast and share the episode. Settle Smarter was recorded and edited by Paul Godwin, who also composed our theme music. Settle Smarter can be heard at Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you hear your podcasts. On behalf of Dana Look, Arimoto, and the whole Settle Smarter team, this is Paul Godwin saying, see you next time.